Hello out there. Hope you are all safe and well. I know some of you are doing better than others because some of you skied today. That's right. Someone figured it out. Mount Baldy, California. Four and a half weeks after turning the lifts off in the great COVID-19 shutdown of 2020, Mount Baldy dropped the news yesterday that it had a plan to open today, Wednesday, April 22nd. A word about Mount Baldy. When you think of California skiing, you probably think about Mammoth or the dozen or so ski areas dotted around Tahoe, many of which regularly keep the lift spinning into summer. But Mount Baldy is in Southern California, only 45 miles from downtown Los Angeles. It's a bit of a throwback. Think the Mad River Glen or maybe the Magic Mountain of California. Four old school fixed grip double chairs serving steep and challenging terrain. It's big too, at least by East Coast standards. 800 acres on 2,100 feet of vertical. And apparently they still have snow. Lots of it. Even though it was 82 degrees in Los Angeles today. So the GM, Robbie Ellingson, came up with a plan to keep skiers spread out. And just like that, the 2019 to 20 ski season is back on. I was up early this morning and I was exchanging emails with a listener, Jonathan Kamian, and he forwarded me the mail Ellingson sent out last night. Right away, I tracked down Robbie and he said, let's do this. I'll let him lay this whole thing out for you, how it works and how well it's working. Let's go. Robbie Ellingson has been the general manager at California's Mount Baldy Resort since 2009. Just 45 miles from Los Angeles, Mount Baldy has four double chairs servicing 800 acres of terrain from a base elevation of 6,500 feet. Robbie, thank you for joining us. No problem. So I want to know, first of all, how have you been holding up through this whole shutdown? Are you and your family doing well, staying safe? Yeah, yeah, we're good. I mean, my wife's got a couple of little kids to manage, so she's been holding in pretty strong, all things considering. <laughs> Have you spent a lot of time holed up at home in the past four weeks? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I get up and get out of the house every every day to my uh, to my desk, and and uh, basically lots of, uh, I don't know, strategizing and corresponding and planning, and, and then uh, I try to wrap it up early and get back and, and uh, be home with the... Uh, with the kids we're also we're, mo- we're moving from one house to another we're actually in it now but like boxes everywhere so it's funny it makes it hard but at the same time it's a it's almost like kind of a convenient distraction that's <laughs> <laughs> one of those things you just can't plan it's like i'm sure you were planning that move for months and months and then you know thinking about the logistics of it and just when you thought it couldn't get any more difficult here comes this whole shutdown to make it even more complex right Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Run it till the wheels fall off, I guess. (laughs) So before we get into the reopen, take us back to the shutdown. When did Mount Baldy shut down and what drove your decision to do so? So in mid-March, you know, is when I think basically we were kind of getting some some March storms and and we kind of the news dropped on that like on like a Friday afternoon that – all Altera and Vail resorts were closing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that you now that kind of spun all the resorts into kind of a tailspin. Um, we got on a call with, you know, um, Ski California and basically kind of had a, had a roundabout with it. Basically everyone that was, that was a conference call with the ski resorts that weren't Altera or, um, or uh, Vail or actually also Powder, Powder Corp is another one of the, of the, mm-hmm. the three big players. Um, they all kind of pulled the plug right away and, uh, the rest of us kind of were, 
you know, if I should just talk for myself, but, you know, we we're kind of all in the same, same mindset for then was like, uh, was, well, it's snowing right now. So we let's close because of a storm. And also like, this is escalating. Let's see what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And, and then the storms let up. I think, I think we got, I mean, it's kind of going from memory, memory now, but I think most, some mountains ended up opening like that, that, that Sunday. Um, and then another round of storms came and, uh, we kind of did the same kind of thing again. Um, then we were planning you know, always kind of planning to reopen. And that was when things got really interesting is then the, the, the County of San Bernardino kind of issued where we're at issued a new order. And, um, and so that kind of froze everybody and lots of people never opened after that new order. And, um, I took like kind of an extra day cause we were planning to open close an extra day saying, you know, basically we're watching what's going on and just kind of rattling my brain to see how, you know, how we could be open, you know, cause all the snow's coming. That's kind of our mission in life mm-hmm. is to open. We're always, bat- we're always battling to get open. You know, it's, it's, uh, right. If you knew Mount Baldy, if you knew Mount Baldy and kind of the, the lay land where we're at, like we get, uh, it's, um, it's always a battle. So we're always just ready for it. Um, Anyhow, so we, I kind of just kind of, the light bulb went off. I'm like, well, golf courses are open, so let's align ourselves with the golf course. And so we actually did that, that kind of plan, like early on um, with the, uh, you know, four to time, tee times, just like a golf course. And uh, mm-hmm. we went for that, that, basically that Thursday and that Friday before we closed when, you know, basically when we closed, it was just with the continued escalation and everything going in the way it was, we were like, well, doesn't feel like the right thing anymore and i'm not we're not doing the right thing by all all of our employees of being on this side of you know this controversial issue and um so we stopped that was march uh, 20th so in the weeks since the shutdown have you been spending your time figuring out how to make skiing work with social distancing i mean of course people are spread out on the slopes but then you start thinking about all the touch points you know from the parking lots to the lodges and then there's the bathrooms and it's a fairly complex puzzle where it's hard to keep everyone apart. So have you been kind of just taking this time to think about, okay, how can I make this work and keep people apart? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, from, I mean, and we kind of had a head start at it where, where I think we were right out of the gates before we closed going down that path of how can we make this work rather than the, like the, just the mass shut everything down. Um, and then, you know, during the closure, it was kind of revisiting our plan, you know, it's like, well, what, 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 what could be improved on? And, but I got to say, like, the last month has just been really intently, like, paying attention to, like, what is going on right now? You know, and is, are we, you know, it's, it's like the, I kind of been using, like, the, um, the, the metaphor of, like, it's like the tide's coming in and it's going out, you know, so, and the tide was just coming in, you know, so it's, it's just gathering information, batting down the hatches, do everything you could do, you know, per, on a personal level and, you know, to make sure that we're, we're doing the right thing by the world, you know, <laughs> the community and everybody. Yeah, it's been a fairly stressful time for everyone, I think, and, and a lot of confusion and a lot of things changing very rapidly. What was the factor that finally convinced you that you could reopen Mount Baldy safely? Well, I'd say like we've I've always, when the day we closed, the talk I had with everybody that, that day, we had a, you know, huddled together the staff and, and basically we were like, oh, we were confident right then that we were doing the right thing and we were doing it well. And so we left knowing that we were doing it well. And so, and, and, and when it, the tipping point to open was just basically based on 
when I thought that the tide was going back out, you know, is, is that golf courses opened again. That was the big catalyst because that was who I was aligned with. And um, state beaches started reopening. Um, There's a skate park in San Clemente that like put a bunch of sand in their park in the park to keep skaters out, and then all of a sudden got like shamed for it, and <laughs> they had to pull it back out. Um, <laughs> so some of those things, and lots of the protests, and seeing like where people were at. Um, another catalyst too is just watching like our, you know, where our resort is. We're at the end of like a one-way road. And we're, you know, obviously said we're super close to, I think we're LA based, like Southern California is like the fifth largest population of people in the world. And so, mm-hmm. and us being first in line for that, our road has seen, is, has been like the Autobahn and the amount of congregating of just like, just folks like just looking to get away and, and just the mount, the road, the mountain hasn't been the same. So one of those catalysts too is like, well, if we can get open, like we can also like kind of help mitigate that because our parking lot's at the end of Mount Baldy Road. And that was definitely something that happened today is that like, yeah, there's nobody parking in front of our gate anymore because we're here monitoring mm-hmm. it and everyone's kind of turning around and going back down. So your gates have been closed throughout the shutdown? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gates closed and, um, you know, hard closures all around our, our area boundary. So take us into how you announced this reopening. I know you were going for a low key announcement. I think that probably lasted for about 15 minutes. Uh, but But how did you let the world know that this was happening? Basically, yeah, we, we're operating at like less than 10% of our capacity. So, and, you know, with the population, we want to do things like, oh, well, we don't, we don't want to draw a lot of attention to this because I do know that some folks probably don't like it. And also we can't handle a lot of people. And so I just started just by just doing a, uh, amount, open, basically opening up some inventory for the, uh, the tea, the ski times or tea times, whatever you want to call them. And, uh, just did a mountain, just updated the mountain report. Um, I gave our, our operating, our COVID-19 like a 19 social distancing operating plan, like a, a revision from what we had before, made it a lot more easy to read. And, um, and also I touched on some more points, like with like the entrance to the parking lot and, you know, giving people like, you know, go to the bathroom before you come, you know, the bathrooms are here, stuff like that. But, um, but basically I just changed, I just did a mountain report left it at that and that 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 was the match someone caught wind of that and it went i didn't send out i sent out an email to basically our season pass holders and anyone that had bought a ticket when we were open before under our our tea time um, program and uh so because they figured they were interested because they were buying one before under those, those circumstances and that was i think it was like 600 emails yeah, it, it spread pretty quick. I knew about it by 6.30 this morning out in New York. So, um, so the secret is out. Uh, so so help us understand the parameters of the shutdown out there in California. What are the restrictions on ski areas in particular? Have those been lifted officially or, or is it just kind of, is it vague? There hasn't been restrictions on ski areas particularly. Um, is in the forest we're on, we're our ski resorts operate on that on a forest service land and um, we have a special use permit um, we're in the angeles national forest and managed by the um, team that manages the the monument the the san gabriel mountains monument and we're we're not clo- they have not closed our permitted area so mm. at one point in time, the national forest, like they did go and they, the trails were closed. And so they go, Hey, so I had a conversation with our, with our uh, forest and uh, they, 
They said, hey, we're closing trails. We was wondering if we need to put some closures at the trailheads as they enter your resort. So basically that was, you know, it's like we're intentionally not closing you. We're closing these trails that are outside of you. And so, and that's, that's pretty much like our, you know, that, 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 that's when they say jump, I, I say how high to the forest service. As far as the, the state goes, um, uh, I don't know, the, the executive order isn't even signed by the, uh, Secretary of State in California, and and it's uh, if you click through, it's there's pretty much a lot of ambiguity there, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, did you have to check in with any state or local governments before you made this decision to open, or did you just say, you know what, we got a plan, let's do it? No, I did not. Basically, I did not. And and how did you arrive at that ten percent capacity benchmark, like <clears throat> to to tell you that that's the right amount of people to have on the hill? Well, I just I use the golf course as a model, and it's basically if a golf course sells out at you know all their tee times, um, and that's good enough for for what 150,000 150 acres 150 acres is a average golf 18 hole golf course, and we have 800. You know, is it like that'll be fine? And that and then basically we're you know gonna play it day by day to see how we tweak that. You know, like what it looks like on the mountain, like how how people how our how our facilities hold up to that. You know, but really, I mean. You know, there's, I think there's as many people as we had at Mountain today as are at any Costco at any given time around the whole world, you know, all right. using the bathrooms, all reaching over each other's shoulders to grab stuff off the shelves. And so, you know, it's kind of like, it's one of the kind of the, cat, the like the thing that kind of fuels it. Well, this, if this, if that makes sense, if that's okay, then why isn't this okay? You know, mm-hmm. I bought a toaster from Best Buy yesterday and sat in the parking lot ordered it on my phone and someone ran out and gave it to me. You know, so I'm like, okay, well, is that essential business? I mean, I'm glad they're open. I think they did a great job of practicing social distance when they gave it to me, you know? So it's essentially what we're doing too, is that you don't, you don't, um, you were no, no transactions at the, at the window. Everything's just online and we meet you at the parking lot. We come out to your car and then from your car, you go to, you go and you enjoy your day. So let's talk about that experience. So you reopen today, which is Wednesday, April 22nd. Take us through this whole experience as a skier, uh, from the point where you make the reservation to how do you enter the parking lot to how do you get to the lifts. Just take us through the whole process and how you put these safeguards in place to enforce social distancing throughout. Okay, so our mountain, we kind of it, uh, is set up kind of optimally for this in a sense, and so I'll explain. It's like a, there's a couple other mountains I've seen that are the same way. I think Gross Mountain in Vancouver and the June Mountain in. Um, up by Mammoth, um, basically where our parking lot doesn't have any facilities except ticket sales. And then there's a chairlift that takes, because we're at slightly low elevation, 6,500 feet in Southern California, doesn't really hold snow much of the year. So that first chairlift is uphill and downhill loading. Um, I, did an, I did an interview with Powder Magazine today where he was asking about like the vibe in the parking lot. I'm like, yeah, well, we don't, we don't have that thing going on here because there's nothing there you know everything's up top so basically so we're kind of set up like that so basically you buy the you make your reservation online and you got it we print our manifest in the morning and stand at the entrance of the parking lot and they hold up their id and we hand them their ticket and they go through the parking lot they park their car it's it's Uh, four people every 10 minutes is that right four people every 10 minutes yeah and if they get there early, then we um, we basically just you know stage them over there, park over there, hang it, hang tight in your car. You know, today like a couple of people came like hour early, and like, well, 
why don't you go pick a nice turnout to go sit and you know have have your <laughs> finish your coffee at you know like there's some nice right. days in Baldy. Um, so yeah, they, from there they they go and they park. Um, we have one parking lot attendant that's just basically kind of directing traffic and and pointing people to spots that they could park in the parking lot that maintain the three car distance that we've established. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really have any guidance on that, um, so we just kind of you know we made it up. I mean, like I said, if you go to any Target or or you know they're just using the regular parking spots, so um, over we're over delivering there. And but we have plenty yep. of room. Yeah, we have a park. <laughs> we have a big parking lot, so we don't have to worry about squeezing them in. And then from there they just get out and they have their they have their ticket and they walk straight to the chairlift, get on and go. Um, we have restrooms at the bottom. Um, on the confirmation email that they get, they're reminded that hey you should you should use the restroom before you come to cut down on any sort of um, unnecessary contact. Um, but our restrooms are there and open and they're sanitized to at a vigorous schedule. You know, similar to like you see like a list at like a you know any corporate chain restaurant like Lowe's. I see like that one. You know like. Every uh, 15 minutes, someone goes in there and sanitizes. Um, and then from there, they get on the chair. If they pass the restroom, they haven't touched anything there. The chairlift is a uh, foot traffic speed because you don't, you're not wearing your skis when you get on. So it's, it is not. It's a fixed grip chair. It's not a detachable quad. But we mm-hmm. load, we load foot traffic on it on all the time. Like that's kind of our bread and butter normally is scenic lift rides. So basically, you know, people get on and they go up and from there they get to the top, put on their skis and go ski down to uh, Thunder Mountain where basically where all the goods are and and do it there. All of our chairs are doubles. Um, we do say that we're not the we're not the uh, quarantine police and that, you know, our chairs are doubles and we ask that you ride by yourself unless you're with someone that you're quarantining with. And so and basically most people end up riding by themselves um, unless they, you know, came with like their kid today. I saw a couple, a uh, couple parent, parent, single, you know, one parent with their kid that they were, they would ride with. And then as far as lift lines go, you're enforcing a distance of 10 feet between skiers or asking them to observe that. Yeah. Yeah. We have kind of a, a special like chicane built to how you come into the chairlift line. It's not really a line. It's more of like a, a different route to come down to where the bottom of the chair is so that so that like it rather than come in hot into the one spot we kind of send you off on a traverse around this area that kind of slows you down that kind of like in for it kind of like promotes the whole distancing thing and it makes it obvious to where like you can see how you know if you're coming down a steep hill straight into the bottom of the chair and you slam on the brakes and everyone's like kind of slams on the brakes naturally at the same spot so they like kind of are just all sitting around each other. So we've we've kind of addressed that by adding a little traverse out and around into like a flat area to where now they kind of have to like walk and push over to the chair much further. So that, uh, there's no yeah. line because there's not enough people to make one. Right. And, and then do you have any lodges open? Nope. No. Food and beverage is closed. Um, I would like to open it. You know, when we were open under our our plan before, we did have it open, and we'll probably get it going again. Our restaurant, it's called the Top of the Notch Restaurant. We actually rebuilt it. We redesigned it about four years ago, and it's kind of ideal for this. It's not a cafeteria. It's, it's a counter service, and so the counter service is on one side of the building, and you order, and you get your drinks and a buzzer, and then when your food is ready – the kitchen is on the other side of the building and your buzzer goes off. So you go pick up your food and it's, um, 
and and you know you're the only one there getting your food because the orders come out one at a time. So it's kind of set up ideally. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ideally. Well, that was kind of well, that was the whole the way the the top of the notch was is set up was one of our big talking points when we were open before you know back in in March. Um, now just to kind of be tentative, like we're you know kind of playing extra careful and just like not having the food and beverage open because we're. We're not, we're not allowing any, like, we want to kind of minimize how many employees we have and everything, just kind of really make sure we're using like our, like our, you know, basically our A team is what I call all the people that are working right now. You guys are the A team and you're the ones we trust. They're, everyone's kind of cross-trained between all departments that's working right now. So we have a, a pretty, pretty, I call them also the, the we're like Navy SEALs. <laughs> nice elite team there today. So where are people eating? Is there outdoor areas set up if they bring a lunch and they want to eat at a picnic table? No, there's no tables, nothing. They're just going to go stand and eat their food, sit in the snow someplace out in the mountain. And all skiers have to wear masks? Yep. That's actually a, a county ordinance right now. We bark at them if they're not wearing it. Right. Did, did you have any problems with that today? No. no. I mean, it's, I mean, a couple times, like, I mean, when you're actually, you know, if you, after taking a run, you kind of, you're, you're huffing and puffing. So you fog up your glasses or your goggles or something. So people would kind of take it off and take a break. But I mean, we're kind of realistic. It's like, you know, I don't, I don't wear one in my, in the car when I'm driving, but yeah, once they're, once they're, once they're around and they're not, Hey, you forgot to put it back on then. So how did day one go? Good. Yeah. I think, um, I think day one's gone, gone well. There's lots of happy people today. Like that's the one thing where like it's encouraging to know that we're doing the right thing. There's lots of smiling faces. Uh, it's a little overwhelming just because of the, like just kind of how quick the news spread that it's happening and, you know, kind of navigating where, where we're at with the, with the social climate, you know, like I said, like we're super confident that we're doing the right thing and doing it well. Um, but that that social element to where we're at and exposing ourselves and our our staff to to that is uh is kind of just like the big the big gauge that we watch you know and like like I said like if there one of the questions they asked uh, Powder Magazine um, asked is that well you know what happens if there's a spike like what are you gonna do and they're like oh well we'll just, we'll we'll close <laughs> I mean just like we just like we did before when we made the decision we made the decision to close like we didn't get closed we. We go, this is the right thing to do is a close and it's the right thing to do open now and, and it's day by day. And if something else changes, then we could easily go right back to a closure. And how did your employees react to the news that you're opening back up? They're pumped. Everybody's super pumped. Like I was, you know, I think I, I talked to every single one of them. Like, like it, it, I did last time before we closed too. In the, mo- in the morning, I sit at the entrance of the parking lot and greet every employee and we hit them with, the, we, we take everybody's temperature with um, a thermal like laser a laser gun, you know, and ask them how they're doing, how everything's doing, how their family's doing, everything's going, and everyone's just everyone's really excited to get out, man. That's the uh, that's the and to be doing something, you know. It's it's uh it's basically, you know, it's uh, that it kind of goes right back to the thing. It's like we're doing the right thing. It's, it's we're we're trying to find a way when as we think that you know our gripe is is that there's not a lot of people trying to find a way. Yeah, I, I think everyone's just really anxious to get out of the house at this point. A lot of the country has been locked down for four or five, six weeks at this point. So when they actually got up there, how were the snow conditions? Because for me, you know, I was on the phone with a colleague out in Southern California yesterday, and he said it was pushing 90 degrees in Los Angeles right now. You're only 45 miles away from downtown Los Angeles. So it's, it's hard. I was, my jaw dropped when I saw that a Southern California ski area 
was the first one to make a move to open back up. So take us through this. How are the snow conditions right now? It was part of the reason why we had to get going so early is that like, is that we've been having freezing temperatures at night, you know, the last like four days. Really yesterday probably was the best day. I bet you yesterday at like 12 o'clock-ish was probably going to be, was probably the best, would have been really good. Today, it got cold again last night, so it set up. And then this morning, you know, there was, you know, it was, you know, right around, it was like the, it, hit, it hit its peak, like right around like 1030. Everything got really, really good and soft. And uh, the temps are going to keep coming up. So basically with the wind, that's going to help. And the wind will kind of help set the snow up. The whole game of the spring is like exposures. How long has it been in the sun for? And did it get cold enough at night to set the snow up? And, um, I mean, it was great. It's like, un, it's kind of like an experience of years ago, like, hike up into the Sierras or someplace far away in the spring and go ski some, you know, some snow or snowboard some snow that, uh, that, you know, hasn't been touched. It has like, it still has untouched snow, whether it's powder or, or corn is still special. So how's your base? Have you been getting snow since you closed in March? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the whole thing. We got like, we had, we had a storm in April that was, was huge. We got like, like between three and four feet of snow between like from Monday, Monday to, to Friday. And it was, yeah, it was a lot to deal with. We had, you know, lots of uh, traffic on the road um, and people just kind of bite chomping the bits, get up there in it, you know, and our, our mountains, the only one in Southern California that is actually um, avalanche prone. So we throw charges for and mitigate avalanche control every time it snows. And we were getting tons of results from avalanches and it was, you know, stressful, but, but uh, just because we're doing it on like, you know, a skeleton crew. And I see you're not, so what is your base right now? Oh, I think I haven't, I haven't, I haven't made an official statement yet, but we're, you know, like three to four feet right now. It's how much snow we have. So how long do you think you'll be able to make it if, if, if you keep operating like this, you make it into May? I have inventory available till Memorial Day. Wow. But I'm not sure if it stays hot and we don't get a little bit of reprieve and some, and some cold nights, then we, we won't, we won't make that day. But ambitiously, we think we can. Typically, like, I mean, the longest we've ever been open was uh, June 8th is our kind of our record. And, um, and we, we were open until May 17th, not too long ago. Like, we, we, we see, like, May closures maybe, like, you know, four out of ten years. And do you blow a lot of snow up there, or is it just what falls from the sky? Yeah, we make snow. We have a, a 10 million gallon uh, reservoir and we pretty much focus our, our snowmaking on our um, access beginner area. Um, basically, we have like, so we're kind of choked by that one chairlift that takes everybody up and down. Then once you get up top, we have like a little beginner loop and that is like kind of how you get to the other stuff. And then, so we kind of focus on that beginner loop. But since we're going to be going beginners, no, like, like focusing on advanced and experienced skiers and snowboarders, we're thinking that we're going to push out our beginner loop to harvest snow to stay at the bottom of chairlift number three so that we can, cause, so that could stay open longer and that'll, that'll extend our season like maybe a week or so. Nice. And I see you had no grooming last night. Is that the plan? Just operate with natural conditions? Um, no, we'll, 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 we'll we didn't want to groom this cause it was all fresh snow. So the conditions were like unbelievable today. Um, but now that it's kind of all tracked out, we'll, we'll be doing a, um, a uh, like one like basically our intermediate run and then alternating between our intermediate advanced runs 
you know, basically. So minimal grooming, but, you know, enough to, to make it so there's that, that's an option. And you have patrol on the mountain? Yes, sir. Well, we did actually suspend our volunteer patrol program in, in with our plan um, just because it was an extra variable of 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 um that we didn't want that we didn't think we needed since we're cut because they they come in they're they're an extremely valuable asset to us um Mm -hmm. like weekends like i don't know what we do without them but um but basically with such a small amount of guests we didn't want to add add more staff to like the exposure Mm -hmm. you know and so we have you know we have our, our our professional staff is you know like i said we're like Navy SEALs up there. So they have a special protocol if someone gets hurt in these circumstances? Yeah, we have the N95 masks um, that our uh, staff keeps with them and, um, on, on site. They could bust one of those things open if they need to tend to an injured injured person. So you, you had a little jump here because you did this a little bit in March. Did you learn anything from that experience with the social distancing that helped you to smooth things out today when you reopened? Yeah, totally. I, I polished it up like again and added a couple a couple things to that we can go above and beyond on from that from that program and like i said our staff is already trained on it because we we already we already did it once so so everyone was like kind of eager to get back to it you know and it was familiar as the last thing that they did when we were when we were working so that definitely that definitely helped yeah it seems like you're getting a lot of media attention today how's the reaction been from the community um I don't know yet, to be honest. I, I uh, one of my my biggest my biggest uh, regrets is not not hitting them first. Um, it was it was kind of like yeah, I should have hit them first to kind of set that tone. I think um, I'll be I'll be addressing our our community like specifically like uh, this this evening, and because uh, I think I know that there is some I've got I've heard rumors that there are some unhappy folks about it. Mm-hmm. Um, about us opening. However, I think that once they get the context of like how, what we're doing at the top of the road, they could understand that it's actually a good thing. There's the la- every, every member of our community has been, myself included, have been just floored at how many people have been coming up our road every day. Mm-hmm. We're, like I said, we're right next to LA. So we got, it's like the Autobahn up there. Like I'm, I mean, I, <laughs> Ever since I was a kid, I've had a reputation of probably not being the, like the slowest driver, and I've been passed on our Mount Baldy Road like, like probably like a half a dozen times. Like, like I was standing still in the dangerous, wow. most dangerous spots. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? I mean, that's kind of everyone's got those stories around Southern California right now. Like everyone's driving like bats out of hell. The thing is, is our our road dead ends at the top of the parking lot. And then at that top of the parking lot area, we just have had this congregating like on a daily basis where it's like these car clubs and freaking MS-13 gang members and stuff. And like, I mean, we see like empty gun shells and stuff like so it's been kind of like anarchy in a sense. People are our community mm-hmm. has been really scared. So and I've been you know nervous about it because I go up there and squeeze by them to get into the gate to go to the parking lot. And I'm nervous. But yeah. now that we're open, we're actually like you know, kind of operating that top of the parking lot area. So it's, it's today, like there was no congregating U-turns down and, and it was, it was a good thing. So I'm, I'm hoping that the community can, can appreciate that. All right. Well, last thing here for you, Robbie, I know it's only one day in, and I know this is experimental, but how are you feeling about the future for Mount Baldy in particular and for the ski industry in gen, in general? 
Do you think that you have the start of a model that can help the industry keep going as this COVID crisis drags on? I don't know, um, to be honest. Uh, it's it's uh, we're still early on. Um, you know, I think I think there's just lots of um, you know. For now, this is a, I think this is a great way to to handle it. Um, moving forward, I'm not sure that a model like this is feasible for a larger a larger operation. Like we're we're extremely small. Like we, although we have 800 acres, um, we're choked by that chairlift. And so we only have a thousand parking spots. You know? So, so basically like by the nature of our resort, we're kind of like, we, we kind of like our mountain manager and I, uh, Bill Dioria, um, we're ta- we keep saying like, yeah, we're designed for this, for this, like this is perfect, you know, where other, other mountains maybe aren't, you know? And so for that sort of operation, you know, it doesn't mean that, there's not another solution for them that way, or it's going to be much different. I don't know. We're still like learning, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't know if we, you know, it's who knows what religion's coming next. <laughs> right. So it might not necessarily work if, if say mammoth decided to turn the lifts on tomorrow with all the people who have icon passes and season passes there and, and the size of that mountain. Yeah, I mean, I think basically like cutting your attendance is going to be a natural. It's going to be a limiter, like a like a, a perfect limiter, you know, to where you stop that. It's all. It's a matter of the congregating and basically, you know, you exposing yourself to risk and getting hurt. You know, too is another another factor as well um, that we basically you know, we've identified. You know, that's one of the the things we kind of talk about on our report. You know, and. Uh, and the um, and the and the process is like, hey, don't you, you ski within your means? You know, by getting hurt, you're you know, you're you're adding you're adding an increased element that maybe isn't necessary. All right, well, good luck with that with everything out there. Um, I, I have never been to Mount Baldy, but I definitely want to check it out now. So I'm glad you found a way to make it work, and I wish you the best of luck with it. Right on, thank you, sir. That's Robbie Ellingson, General Manager of Mount Baldy, California. What did you think about that? Some of you are going to be pumped up. Some of you might be a little miffed. Let me know how you're feeling. Because I have to say, they will not be the last to give this a run. They set the template and someone else is going to follow. We have a whole bunch of mountains in this country that a big part of their identity is staying open until the last snowflake melts on their mountain. You have Mammoth, Squaw Valley, Snowbird, A Basin, Killington, in the east, we have five mountains normally aimed for May besides Killington. You got Sugarbush, Jay Peak, Wildcat, Sugarloaf, Sunday River. Someone else sneaks in there once in a while too. Even Whiteface was open until May a couple years ago. So who will be next? Will anyone be next? Will anyone in the east make a run for it? We'll see. So thank you very much for that, Robbie. Props to you for figuring it out. I can't wait to get out there and check the place out for myself. Probably not getting back on skis again this season, but I'll keep making podcasts covering the fallout of the COVID shutdown. To hear those as soon as they're live, subscribe to the Storm Skiing newsletter for free at skiing.substack.com. Stay well, stay safe. I'm Stuart Winchester, and I'll talk to you again very soon. The Storm Skiing Podcast is a Quicksilver Films production.